today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. God has a plan for each and every person in this room today. And that plan does not include failure. It does not include failure. It does not include defeat. It does not include barely getting by. So let's go to the scripture that we began this series on. In hard times, God will rescue you. Psalm 33, beginning in verse 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. The message translation says, God's eye is upon them who respect him, the ones who are looking for his love. He's ready to come to their rescue in bad times. And the Passion Translation says, The eyes of the Lord are upon those who wait in hope and expectation. Notice, in hope and expectation. And we gave the definition for expectation as anticipating with confidence, looking forward to a future event with reason to believe that that event will happen. Hallelujah. How many of you are expecting some good things to happen? Amen. We have declared since the beginning of this year, actually way back in October of last year, that this is the year of the the open hand of God. That those who will not be moved by all the chaos and the disorder that is happening around them, then they can expect to experience the open hand of God bringing to them supernatural, extraordinary an unusual provision. Hallelujah. Is anybody in here already experiencing that? Well, I certainly am, praise God. And if you're not, just remember, the year is not over. Hallelujah. Amen. It could be that your breakthrough will come before you get home today. Don't ever give up on God. Somebody said, I don't know if that's possible. Well, no, wait a minute. Be careful when you say something like that. The prophet said one time, this time tomorrow, God will do thus and so. And there was one guy that said, I don't think that could happen. Even if, 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 if God was to, to do it and, and turn, uh, you know, make it happen right out of heaven, basically. He said, the prophet said, oh, it'll happen. And you'll see it happen. But you won't experience it. You won't partake of it. So be careful when you say things like, I don't believe that could happen. Don't be the only one in the building to not experience it. <laughs> Amen. If it's the most difficult thing that you've, you've ever dared to believe for, just keep daring to believe it. Amen. Because God is faithful. Can you say amen? amen. So the eyes of the Lord <clears throat> are upon those who wait in hope and expectation. 
So expectation is a confidence, or it's a anticipating with confidence. I, I anticipate what God says in his word, the promises of God. I anticipate them with confidence coming to pass in my life. If I didn't, why would I even live this way? I mean, if God's not faithful, then why are we even coming to church? If God's not faithful, why would we even read this book? But he is faithful. Keep coming to church and keep reading the book. Amen. God is faithful. And when you find the promise that pertains to your situation, the Bible says all the promises of God are in him, yes, and in him, amen. That means affirmative and so be it. So you can have confidence that God will watch over those promises and bring them to pass in your life. Now, I didn't say before dark. I didn't say before the weekends, even though that is possible. But the point is, having done all to stand, stand. Just continue to believe. Don't ever give up on God. Don't ever give up on the promises. Amen. You've heard me say it before. There are some things that I believe God for that he promised me, and it took 20 years for it to come to pass. But what's 20 years when it comes to pass? Because what he did for me, most people never experience in a lifetime. But I didn't think, oh, dear God, it took 20 years. I didn't even remember how long it took. I was too busy rejoicing that it happened. Amen. It happened, praise God. So, once again, expectation is an anticipation or anticipating with confidence. Always remain confident when you find out what God says about your life. Can you say amen? amen. Now, Psalm 37, verse 18, and this is some, a little bit of review before we get into some new material. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. <clears throat> they shall not be ashamed in the evil times, and in days of famine they shall be satisfied. Now the message translation says, in hard times the upright will hold up their heads high. When other shelves are bare, theirs shall be full. Hallelujah. Now the passion translation says, even in a time of disaster, he'll watch over them and they will always have more than enough no matter what happens. Hallelujah. That's a good verse for today. You ought to write that one down and keep it before you. Type it, write it down on a, on a little uh, sticky note, put it on your mirror, read it every morning before you leave the house. Psalm 37 and verse 18 from the Passion Translation. Even in a time of disaster, he'll watch over them and they will always have more than enough no matter what happens. Hallelujah. That's good news, isn't it? Praise God. So it's important that we know what God says so that whenever the media says something, we can counter it because usually they're not talking what God says. You have noticed that, hadn't you? And we can counter it with, yes, but God says this. And I choose to believe what God says. 
Amen. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I believe, and I believe what the Word of God says. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it's going to be that way in my life. Now, in Psalm 1, and we've gone over this in the first session, but it's my sermon. I want to hear it again. Psalm 1 says in verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Passion Translation says, What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. The Amplified Bible says, Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. So notice, if you want to be blessed, pick the right company to associate with. Amen. Hang around people of faith. Make your best friends people of faith. Hallelujah. Now, there's people that I know and I come in contact with, and they don't believe like I do, but I've learned, praise God, to be able to just stand there and look at them eye to eye, smile on my face, not believe a word they say. <laughs> well, how do you do that, Brother Jerry? Well, some of you do it every Sunday. <laughs> no, nah, that's not right. <laughs> nah, that's not right. That's some other church I preached in. <laughs> so, you can, you can, as Brother Copeland taught me years ago, turn a deaf ear to that. Yes. Amen. Just, just don't Don't let it get into your heart. Amen. The Bible says protect your heart. Don't let negative things override what God says, because if you do, then it'll get in your heart. The Bible says, as a man believeth in his heart, so is he. You will become what you believe. Can you say amen? Amen. All right. Now, um, verse 2 of that Psalm 1 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. How often? How often? Day and night. I don't see anywhere in there where it says, Look at your Bible about once a week. Or just when you come to church. Day and night. Day and night. Why? Because bad news is coming day and night. Amen. He meditates in the Word. His delight is in the Word day and night. And it says if he'll do this, and if you'll do this, he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And listen to this. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Does anybody like to prosper? Praise God. Well, notice right here, this is, this is the key to enjoying prosperity all the days of your life. Amen. Keep the Word of God before you day and night. Meditate in the Word day and night. Don't, don't follow those who scorn and, and, and make fun of and contradict what God says. Don't follow people like that. The Bible says in Hebrews 6, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Amen. The Passion Translation says, His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night 
on the true revelations of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. Hallelujah. Every season of life. He is never dry, never failing, or never fainting, ever blessed, and ever prosperous. Hallelujah. Notice, that includes in times like these. Can you say amen? Now, this is what the righteous can expect. But now listen to this in verse 4. But how different are the wicked. So there's a difference of what happens to those who remain faithful to God, keep their eyes on the Word of God, and those who don't. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long. Talking about those who do not follow these instructions. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long. And verse 6 says, but how different is it for the righteous? Look at your neighbor and say, that's me he's talking about. <clears throat> say, say, my life is different than the rest of the world. Hallelujah. And then John seventeen sixteen, Jesus said, talking to and about his followers, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. The message translation says, they didn't join the world's ways just as I didn't join the world's ways. Amen. That's important. Don't join the world's ways. Don't agree with what the world is basing their confidence in. Amen. Don't join their ways. And then John chapter 16, verse 33 from the Amplified Bible. In the world, you shall have tribulation and trials and distress and frustrations. But, don't forget to read the but. Because what follows but changes everything. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Uh, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you. And I have conquered it for you. Let's give the Lord a good shout for that. Amen. <clears throat> Come on. Let's give the Lord a good shout for that. Amen. Now, let's get into some new material. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. <clears throat> and let's look at verse 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The Amplified Bible says the path of the just gets brighter and brighter. That means, praise God, you've got a wonderful future to look forward to. Oh, well, let me ask you a question first of all. You are the just, right? Yes. Let me see the hands of all the just. Okay, then look at somebody and tell them, my future's bright. Hallelujah. God has a plan for each and every person in this room today. And that plan does not include failure. It does not include failure. It does not include defeat. It does not include barely getting by. We've already seen from the Word that when their, bears, uh, their, their shells are bare 
ours shall be full. Amen. So God's plan is not for you to fail. Jeremiah 29, 11, you all know it. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He wants to give you the end that you're expecting. Amen. I'm expecting good things in the days ahead. I'm not expecting to fail. I'm not expecting to go under. I'm not expecting to lose everything. Amen. I'm expecting it better. I'm expecting to get stronger. I'm expecting to increase. I'm expecting to, to experience the favor of God even more than I ever have in the last 52 years. Hallelujah. That's what I'm expecting, praise God. And it's a proven fact. You get what you expect, good or bad. But I'm expecting good things. The message translation says, I know what I'm doing. God speaking. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Plans to give you the future you hope for. What kind of future are you hoping for? Let me encourage you if you haven't done it. Start writing down the future you hope for. The Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. Write your vision. Write what you're expecting your future to look like. What do you expect your future to look like by the end of the year? What do you expect your future to look like one year from now? How about five years from now? Well, maybe you, you haven't thought about it that far in advance. But at least you can write down what you're expecting God to do for you and your future by the end of this year. Amen? This is a biblical thing. Write the vision. Make it plain. So he that reads it can run with it. In other words, when you write the vision, you have something to aim for. You have a target. Amen? Don't you, a lot of people just spend all their lives shooting scatter shots and hoping something will land. Amen. You know, this is, this is like shooting a rifle, not a shotgun. You, gotta, you ever been out to the rifle range or the pistol range and they got a target for you to shoot at? You got something to aim at. With a, with a shotgun, you're going to get a scatter shot. But with a, with a rifle or a pistol, you're going to get exactly what you aim for. Can you say amen? amen. So that's, that's, that's like a target. When you write your vision, then you've got something to aim for, aim at. Something, the Bible says once again, he that reads it will run with it. In other words, if you keep it before you, then it will motivate you. And especially when it looks like it'll never happen. Don't lean to that. Go back and look at your vision. And say, well, this looks like it's never going to happen, but here's my vision. This is what my future will look like. Hallelujah. And I said, does that really work? Well, if it doesn't, somebody needs to tell me because it's been working for me for 52 years. <laughs> Amen. Let me give you an example. And you've heard me tell this before, but 
But, you know, we're an international ministry. This is not all I do right here. This is just an outreach of Jerry Savelle Ministries International. <laughs> I've had the privilege of preaching in 49 different nations. And we plant Bible schools. We plant churches, orphanages. We've built medical facilities. We're involved in humanitarian efforts. And, and so uh, it's an international ministry. And because I've been doing this, uh, my first trip internationally was 1978. I went to Africa, Kenya, and the Lord said, what you do here will be the springboard to the rest of the continent. And you'll establish your ministry in 10 different African nations. Well, since then, uh, you know, sometimes nations split up and it's one nation became two nations. So now it's 11 nations. And, and we're doing that. We've established our work, Bible schools and so forth, training centers in 11 different African nations. But it didn't stop with Africa. We've taken it to, the, to other parts of the world. We have staff and offices in other nations. Amen. So we are indeed international. But it got to where it was getting harder and harder to get to some of the places I go to by commercial airlines. Because a lot of the airlines don't, don't go to all the places I go to. Joe and I, many times, we've, we've flown as far as we could get and then have to have somebody pick us up and drive us another, sometimes as far as eight hours to get to the region that we were doing the meetings in. And uh, so, uh, you know, we started believing God at his instructions for an international aircraft so that we wouldn't have to depend on the airlines. Somebody said, well, are you too good to fly the, Ameri uh, fly the uh, uh, airlines? No, I've done it. How many of you have a card from American Airlines that says you have flown 4.5 million miles with our airlines? I rest my case. <laughs> That's just one commercial airline I've flown. That doesn't include all the others that we've flown, you know. But a lot of times they can't get us to where we need to go. Not only that, have you ever spent 21 hours on a commercial airline? Was everybody pleasant? <clears throat> Was everybody talking a word? Was there joy aboard? In fact, I was flying one time and uh, got on the airline, and I always liked the bulkhead, and I'm sitting there on the bulkhead in the aisle, and uh, uh, this guy sitting next to me, I don't know him, he don't know me, I didn't have preacher written across my chest, you know, he don't have a clue what I do or who I am, and in a little while, uh, the captain came out of the cockpit, and he said, hey, Jerry Savell, I'll, I'll be right back, I want to talk to you. I said, okay. And so in a little while, uh, one of the flight attendants come up and said, Jerry, so I didn't know you were on our flight. I have one of your books in my purse. And as soon as I get through serving the people, I'm going to come up and have you autograph it. I said, fine, I'd be happy to. Well, in a little while, the, the captain came out of the cockpit and knelt down right in the aisle to talk to me. And we're just talking to her. He's a believer. And then the flight attendant came with three more flight attendants who wanted their books autographed as well. And they all sitting in the floor right there by me. And we're talking a word, and signing books and enjoying the presence of the Lord. 
And finally, this man sitting next to me, he said, well, I don't talk like this, but this is the way he talks so you can get the point. Who the hell are you? I said, highly favored, thank you. And then his next comment was, well, I hadn't had any damn service since you got aboard. That's what he said. So not everybody on those commercial airlines believe like you do. Now, we, we, we began to believe God for a Falcon 15 international jet. I wrote the vision down. I kept it in my notebook. I even had a model of the airplane made and put it on my desk. I even had photographs of Falcon 50s and enlarged them and put them on easels in my office. What am I doing? I'm writing the vision. I'm writing the future I'm believing for. What should you do when life gets hard? How should you respond to setbacks, failures, and times of trouble? Today's special offer, the God Will Rescue You special package, contains Jerry Savelle's three-part audio series, In Hard Times, God Will Rescue You. His best-selling book, The God of the Breakthrough Will Visit Your House, and the eye-opening book, The Nature of Faith. Discover how supernatural intervention is on the way. Obstacles preventing your breakthrough are about to be removed. In this package, Jerry teaches how to respond to adversity, how faith can grow or decrease, how to get out of survival mode, and how to receive your breakthrough. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the God Will Rescue You special package. Be inspired to see God take unfavorable circumstances and turn them around for your benefit. Let Jerry strengthen your faith and understanding of God's breakthrough power. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I trust that the program has been such an inspiration to your faith, and I believe that you are now in position to experience a major breakthrough from God. Don't ever give up on God. Don't ever give up on His Word. God always comes through when we dare to trust Him, dare to take Him at His Word, and I'm telling you, God is going to rescue you in your troubled time. So just stay in faith. Don't give up, refuse to back down, and just expect God to do the miraculous. Amen. Before we leave the air, let me remind you once again of our special resource package, three CDs on the message that we've been talking about. In hard times, God will rescue you. This is God's promise to every one of us. God is not going to let you fail. God is not going to let you down. God is going to come through for you. And then right along with it, the book that I wrote some time back, The God of the Breakthrough Will Visit Your House. This is a powerful book. It has gone around the world. We still get testimonies from people talking about how that this book has positioned them to experience major breakthroughs in their life. It's part of the package. And then also we wanted to include a book that I wrote a number of years ago entitled The Nature of Faith teaching you how that your faith can be developed, how that it can grow, and how that it can put you in position to experience what once seemed impossible is now 
possible. So this is a special resource package we have available for you this week. Go online, jerrysavelle.org. Place your order today while it's fresh on your mind. We'll get it to you just as quickly as we possibly can. Join us again next time. And remember this, your faith will overcome the world.